When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General Sean McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. Um, John, let's get to some uh, general news and notes here. We've got the Texans. We're looking ahead to Week Eight, Panthers and Texans. We'll do a deep dive preview in the next episode. And there's really not much to talk about with the Texans from over the weekend because they were on a bye week. C.J. Stroud's up in Columbus picking games on game day. Everybody else is traveling around the country, getting a few days in of R&R before they get back to the schedule here. So let's hit these general news and notes with you, John, to look at the uh, Texans and around the NFL. A lot, of, a lot was being made of the Titans trading safety Kevin Byer to Philadelphia. He didn't play very well last year, and they asked him to take a pay cut, and he did. But then he didn't play very well this year. So they trade him, they get another safety, they get two low draft choices, and he should be happy and maybe have his career revitalized playing on a much better defense and a much better team with Philadelphia. But uh, they, I was told that they told him they were looking to trade him. They had interest, and he said that was fine. He, he never was the same once they asked him to take that pay cut. Do, so, John, do you think – I mean, you're pretty plugged in up in Nashville. Is this the beginning – of what's going to be a very active week for the Titans on the trade market, do you think? Did the Texans' week 15 and 17 games just get a whole lot easier if the Titans are tearing this thing down? I don't know how much they have that they're going to trade. They don't have offensive linemen there. I I, I don't know if they're going to do that, but he definitely wasn't playing well, and so that's why they got him a new zip code. And um, I think if they trade, everybody's not playing well. They'd be playing, trading half their team. Another one, Sean, Lamar Jackson finally had a great game under his new coordinator, Todd Monk, and he had 357 yards passing, three touchdowns, one rushing. His rating was 155.8. And as against the team I said last week, I thought was the best in the NFC, the Detroit Lions. He just killed them. This is his – he has now 50 touchdown – I'm sorry – his 50th regular season win in his 68th game. 50th wow. regular season win in his 68th game. The only quarterback who've gotten to uh, to a better number in their 68th game was Kenny Stabler. He did six. He had 62 wins in his 68th game. Patrick Mahomes had 63. Tom Brady 65. Roger Staubach 67. No, that can't be right. I botched this. No, I've got right 50th regular. Roger yeah, Roger would have gone 67 and one. and one. 50th regular season win in his yep. 68th game. And that is just let me leave it this fifth all time. And it's very impressive what he was able to do against the Lions. You know what it is, John? I bet Roger Staubach got his 50th win in 67 games. Mahomes That's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, so repeat them then. Give- Kenny Stabler got his 50th win in 62 games. Patrick Mahomes, 63. Yep. Tom Brady, 65. 
Roger Staubach, 67, and then Lamar Jackson's done at 68. Thank you for clearing that up. No problem. No, I like that stat, though. I mean, it really goes to show you where Lamar Jackson is in the pantheon of quarterbacks because I don't know that he – I know he's won an MVP award. I don't know that he gets that kind of credit. You know, John, he was he was looking like he might be on a different team at one point during the offseason here. I mean, the Ravens really slow-played his contract situation, and now he's uh, – I would say, what, probably Lamar, Tua, and Patrick Mahomes, the, the front runners for MVP of the league right now, I would think. Two weeks ago, I thought it was Brock Purdy, and uh, not so much anymore. No. And then Brock's was not going to get the benefit of the doubt either just because of his pedigree. I was in Maryland over the weekend, so I watched their game against Detroit, and they just stomped yeah. the Lions. And Pressure. I thought the Lions might go in and beat them. That's the first really impressive game the Ravens have had this year. Now they're 5-2. and two. Okay, my next one, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes have hooked up for 50 touchdown catches. Now, that's impressive. We all know they're the best twosome in the NFL. Well, they got a ways to go till they catch Phillip Rivers and Antonio Gates. They had 89. And number one, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, 90. So they got to go another 41 to become the most prolific quarterback tight end combination in the NFL. And who knows? If if uh, Taylor Swift keeps coming to the games, they may break that in the next couple of years. Okay, a couple of things, couple things. One, where are Davis Mills and Pharaoh Brown on that list? Um, Let me look. Wait, I'm looking. Let me go down. Let me just start at the bottom. <laughs> oh, there they are. Number 863. <laughs> um, number two, did you catch Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes' celebration handshake? Oh, yeah. Had? How could you not? Well, did you? So, what did you think, John? Did you like it? Did you think it was? Corny? Oh, I liked it. I like anything about Taylor Swift. I, you do? I like her. I think she's good for the NFL. She's definitely good for Kelsey because they ran the stats when she's there and when she's not there. Yeah. My goodness, everybody's going to try to sabotage her coming to his games, considering the difference in his statistics. Oh yeah, they're going to start delaying her private jets to to Chiefs games. Call yeah. it a bomb scare or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Try to keep her away. She's like the anti Yoko Ono. Kids, uh, look up Yoko Ono. Uh, put her in the Google <laughs> machine and take her. Take a look there. She ruined the Beatles reportedly back in the day. What else you got, John? You got any other nuggets? Oh yeah, Miles Garrett had two sacks in that vic- that crazy victory over Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. He's got eighty two in ninety games, and he passed Reggie White. Yeah. for the most by player before his 28th birthday since Sachs had become official in 1982, and he's not slowing down. looks like he's the favorite for defensive player of the year. He's been phenomenal. He had two strip sacks, and he blocked the field goal. It may have been the best game of his career. No other player's done that in the Super Bowl era. Did you see the blocked field goal, John? Yeah, I didn't even know that was still legal to take a running leap like that. He it was just amazing. jumped over them. <laughs> did he run? It looked like he was doing it from a standstill. He like, did. You can't do – I don't think you can take a running leap, but he looked like a guy with a great vertical. Oh, my God. It was No, it was It was incredible. There's actually a question about that Colts-Browns game in the mailbag. I'll save it. But what what, what else we got for notes, John? You got any more? I got nuggets? another one here, Puka Nakua. He's got 58 catches, rookie for the Rams from BYU. Uh, he has been phenomenal. He and C.J. Stroud are mentioned as the leading candidates to be NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. He is the he has the most catches in history in a player's first seven games. 
He has 752 yards in those seven games. Mm. The only other player with that many has two yards more, Jamar Chase. In the Super Bowl era, they are the only players to have at least 700 yards in their first seven games. Okay, so a couple things there, Texans-wise. Well, first of all, a couple things. Well, first with Puka, Puka Nakua, he's still putting up these numbers even with Cooper Cup back in the lineup, right? Like Cooper Cup is, is back. They got no Nakua, running game. Yeah, well, right. And Nakua is still, still putting up number one wide receiver numbers. Yeah, you're right. They don't have anybody to run the football, especially with Kyron Williams out right now. Um, number two, it goes to show you the type of year that C.J. Stroud is having, that he's still a fairly – prohibitive favor to win rookie of the year when the competition is a guy who's on pace for damn near 2000 yards receiving right now. Uh, Nakua that's, I mean, it, it goes to show you that CJ Stroud is garnering a lot of respect around the league, at least from odds makers, you know, who knows, maybe they're off base on it, but um, you know, CJ being favorite for rookie of the year uh, is, is a, you know, six games in is a pretty nice accomplishment. He's also on ESPN a lot. He's also on NFL Network a lot because they like to throw the ball. And he's in L.A. And they got great uniforms. And he makes big catches. So he's getting a lot of attention. And he got a lot this weekend when C.J. Stroud was uh, traveling the country. Yeah, did you see C.J. on game day, John? I did. thought he what'd did you, well. What'd you thought he did well. It was, I just thought it was funny. As soon as I saw that he was the celebrity guest picker, I start thinking about who else has done it so far this season. Like last, last week was Oregon and Washington up in Seattle. They had Joel McHale on, the comedian, and he's painted half his body blue and half his body yellow, and he's got to painted his hair, and he's on there picking. He's making picks based on music and mascots and things like that. I'm like, yeah, I don't think they're getting that with CJ. CJ's probably still got old scouting reports sitting around. They're going to get the nerdiest analysis ever on all these games from CJ Stroud. There will be no gut feel. It'll all be based on actual analysis. We'll be able to we'll be able to ask him all about it on Wednesday when he's available to the media, and I'll be writing a story about him and Bryce Young. Ooh, what what kind of story, John? Like what, what about them going against? You know, they're how they're always going to be entwined the rest of their career, and even though they won't be playing against each other, both cut and they'll all play it down. It's still going to be a big deal to see if Stroud can beat Young or Young can win his first game over Stroud. It's funny, John. If someone had told you coming into Week Eight before the season, not told you, but if someone had said, told the football world, like, hey, the Texans and the Panthers are going to face off in week eight in Carolina. One of them is going to be winless. The other one's going to be three and three. I think a lot of the national people out there would have had it flipped around. Oh, I would have too. I would have, I was, in fact, when they started 0-2, I started looking up D'Amico and Bobby Sloan's first season with Kyle Shanahan in 17. And I, didn't they start like 0-9? Yeah, they did. I was they about did. to write a column about that, be patient, and then they blow out the Jaguars. And there, there goes your column, but for good there reason. There went. Screwed up. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that is general news and notes. We always enjoy that. Look around the league uh, through the notebook of John McClain.